What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Emmanuel. Welcome back to another episode of The Gentleman's Hour. Alongside me, I got my boy... Danny, what's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in. It's currently Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. And Danny, let's get straight into it, brother. Let's go. How, how was your week? It was uh, pretty good, you know. Um, nothing too exciting. Uh, same old same. School. Uh, caught the fights this week. Um, but yeah, how about you? How was your week? I know... You know, last week you had your shoulder. You were dealing with that. So how are you doing now? Um. Well, I can. I have more mobility in my left shoulder now. Um. I went back to my boy, Doctor Fortuna. Shout out to him. Um. I'm still medically suspended for one more week, <laughs> so can't train. Um. But other than that, like I'm getting there. Um. I got acupuncture done. I got needles in my neck, which is probably acupuncture, needles in my chest, and then, Mm -hmm. like, it was, like, electrotherapy, and basically, he just made my chest and my shoulder twitch like a motherfucker (laughs) for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Then I got a nice back massage, and then uh, he massaged my my shoulder and my chest again, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then aligned my my back, so that way it's adjusted correctly. That always, like, feels good. Yeah. Oh, man, dude, he cracked, like, the back of my neck, like, where your neck meets your back. Oh, dude, he popped that in beautifully. Yeah. But other than that, uh, I've just been doing cardio in the gym, making sure I'm still fit. So when I go back to practice, I'm not, like, out of shape. Um, but, yeah, man. So let's just get into the fights, brother. Let's go. Let's go. So well, what do we have? What do you have going down? So yesterday, Saturday, we have Axel Vega versus Keiaguchi. And this this spot was for the WBA title at 108 um, pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, my man's Vega... He was winning the fight, brother. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He was winning the fight. And he just ultimately lost it, not because he lost to a better opponent, but because he broke his hand in the yeah. fifth round. Um, he fractured what's what's called the metacarpal bone, which is basically for you casuals who don't know oh, anything about how... Backhead it, backhead <laughs> It's basically like um, where your index finger is on your, on your hand. So yeah. for him, it was his right hand. Uh, the way he broke it was... Um, Right hook, I think. Yeah, it was a right hook on his head, on yeah. the top of the head. And basically, when you're punching, you don't want to punch um, with your index finger and your middle finger. You want to punch with the outside of your hand. So, like, if you count your other two knuckles to the right, that's what you really want to, like, land with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw. So, uh, when he hit, when he landed the punch, he, like, obviously, like, he felt it right away. Yeah, he, like, looked back. He's like, fuck. Yeah, and then when they, like, started cutting off. Well, at the time, we didn't know what it was. I didn't I didn't see what it was. I thought it was, like, a shoulder injury or something like that. Um, And then they were cutting his glove open, bro. Like, it was a balloon. Like, his his knuckles were, like. Man, it was a balloon. <laughs> it was, like, four times the size of a, like, it was, it was Dude, bad. So, like, I was confused about that. Well, first of all, like, you know, he had the reaction, right? And. He turned around in pain, and I was mm. like, "Oh shit! Like fuck! Like when you when you do that, you you know Something's fight's over, yeah. fight's over." And he thought like, "Oh my hand!" He started like ducking, but like you know, in boxing, protect yourselves at all times. Of course. What's it called? Um, Kaiguchi came in. He said, "Dink!" He hit him with the right hand, and then Axel was like, "Oh shit! We're still in the fight!" So he yeah. puts his hands up, and, and then the, the ref, ref stopped it. Yeah, because I was talking to uh, my dad about it. Like, obviously. Uh, your opponent, you're gonna see your opponent like hurt, but I was like, because he was like, um, oh why, why did he hit him one more time? Or like, bro, that's like kind of messed up. And the the rule is protect yourself at all times. Um, it's it's like I doubt that would that would be a tactic, but like I was like the reason why he like uh, what's his name again? My bad. 
Kiyoguchi, Kiyoguchi, I you know, want to get it right, don't want to butcher his name. You know, he's going to finish the fight because he doesn't know what the other guy is doing. So, right, and, so, and his job is just to get in there, fight, get the knockout, hopefully, and get out. Because, like I, like I was saying, I doubt it's like a tactic they use, but someone could have, like, Fake the injury, go back like, and then like, like possum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, seen that in the UFC. But um, nah, like shout out to uh, both fighters. Vega definitely was having a uh, great performance. So I thought he was gonna win that title from him. He was definitely gonna win the title. But let's let's talk about the injury, dude. I was confused when you said he started cutting cutting the glove open, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the commentator um was talking about like how he used like one of the Mexican gloves, and typically it's mm-hmm. common apparently that when you use those type of gloves, like you're more prone to injuries mm-hmm. with your hands. And I was confused as to why they were cutting the glove, like, right away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I understand. It's, if it's broken, you know it's broken, right? Right, right. And you can just tell, like, the, the doctor, oh, no, my hand's definitely broken. So, like, I thought, like, you would want to keep the hands wrapped until you got to the hospital and then cut it because so you can prevent the swelling. Right, of course. But, I mean, they put ice on it right away. So, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, we're not doctors, but we are doctors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I... I Totally agree, because, like, when an injury like that happens, you know, you, you don't want to, like, expose it more or, like, make it worse. But, like like you said, you know, they're doctors and they know what they're doing. It's unfortunate, you know, you never want to win that way. And I think they should run it back, man. Yeah, definitely. Vega definitely had a great performance. Not a lot of people uh, thought he was going to get the job done. So, you know, unfortunately, that's how the fight ended. Yeah, so, like, I mean, the whole fight was, like, competitive. It was, like, a phone booth battle. So, like, they were in the pocket. Yeah, at all times. Yeah, exchanging punches, you know, for two short kings. You know, they were <laughs> they were giving a hell of a battle, dude. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the the more ideal thing would be to run it. But we don't know how long the injury is going to take to land, uh, to, to heal up. So, ideally, we, w- we would want to see Kaiguchi defend the belt again. Mm-hmm. And he's undefeated. Quote, unquote, defend. Um, fun fact, he's part of Canelo's team now. Um, so that's another person that you would want to keep an eye out for. And yeah, so next we had someone very, very close to you. You know, she's representing the hometown. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> my boy Danny here is talking about the great Jessica McCaskill. Um, I had the pleasure of training under her. I, I train the same boxing gym as she does. Uh, it's called Buy Shop Boxing Club. It's in Pilsen. You know, represent Chai Town baby. Um, but yeah, and she flew out all the way to Dallas, Texas in the stadium, what was it American Airlines? In Dallas, Texas, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they fought the 147 pound limit, welterweight. Um, and yeah, I mean, she, she put up a good performance. Like, it was definitely better from the last fight. Like, the last fight, it was closer and people could have gone either way with it. And mm-hmm. she got the upset victory, you know. And Cecilia Break is the first lady, you know, she, she was no easy walk in yeah park. and but i mean she is up there in age now she's 38 39 now yeah. um jessica's 35 um i think the best tool that she had of the night was the overhand right she would lean left and then she, hit with the overhand landing it dude, constantly bombs constantly. dude and i've seen up close like if jessica if you're listening i'm sorry don't take this the wrong way but she has big hands man really she has big hands and like they're bigger than mine and like she got bricks for hands like the overhand when she caught in the first round, I I personally think that she hurt her, and I thought she was gonna be able to get her fourth knockout in her career. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, it did not go that way. But my my girl got the 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 dub the dub, and uh, yeah, I mean first round came out body shots. Um, 
Stander. Yeah, and Cecilia's coach is the great Abel Sanchez, formerly yeah, known I was as like, Triple G's coach. I was like, what the... Uh, when, when they were announcing it, it was like, oh, yeah, in her corner with Abel Sanchez. I'm like, this is probably not the Abel Sanchez. No, it's the I Abel looked him Sanchez. up. I was like, oh, like... This is a second. Yo, shout out to uh, Coach Rick Ramos too. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he's course. done. He uh he quit his job before um Jessica's fight just to fully focus on the on the rematch. They came in with a B side mentality, and it's cool because you know it's a zone fight, and I'm there like watching her train and everything. I'm like, wow, yeah, like this is you cool. Have a, like you know the person. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, and she's super down to earth. Um, she got big heart. Um, both like kind and like a big heart in the game in the fight. So um, yeah, and, and shout out to her because um, I knew my cousin, you know, kept mentioning her and all that, and he was like super hyped for the fight. And also, not only is she representing Chicago, it's always like a great deal and a great like thing for to see Chicago put on the map because you know a lot of these fighters fight out of Las Vegas and are different cities. Well, and, you go to fancy coaches like with big names, yeah, and also. To my surprise, a lot of, you know, sites and a lot of, you know, uh, places have her ranked as a number three woman in the sport of boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely no pushover. And you know what? The cool thing is she started her debut, like, she's only, what, 12 fights in in mm-hmm. her pro career right now? Um, so, yeah, she's up there with Katie Taylor, Clarissa Shields, and yeah. basically that's kind of like the, the trident of boxing right now. Yeah, um, so to, to have such a, like, you know, a lot of people, I'm pretty sure, who don't watch a lot of, you know, women's boxing don't know. But to have someone from, you know, Chicago represent and to be, a, like... Elite. Elite yeah, level, yeah. Definitely, you know, shout out to Jessica. And it's a great inspiration, when, when especially when I'm training in there. Like, she like, she'll, like, look at, like, some of my techniques. Like, oh, no, like, punch this way. And then she'll give an explanation why. So, yeah, it's great like that. Um, The game plan, amazing. It was good. It was good from the start. Very aggressive, Cecilia. At the end of the first round, and these rounds are two minute rounds. Okay, mm-hmm. guys. For women, they, they fight two minutes. Um, Cecilia came out and she got bombarded by by just Jessica's aggression, and you know what? That ultimately won her the the, the, the fight. fight. And I was kind of like uh, worried about Jessica ja- uh, gassing out towards like the end of the round because you know typically when a fighter is aggressive and they get too aggressive, um, they tend to like lose lose power in in their hands. When they expend too much um, energy. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, great, great, great 10 rounds of boxing. Uh, and the final round, I just want to highlight this. I think this is really cool for the mentality of a champ that uh, Coach Ramos, 10th round, they, they knew they were winning. They mm-hmm. definitely knew they were winning. And he's like, Jessica, you got to you gotta pretend there's a million dollars, like, Across on the other the side. Yeah, and you got to get that shit. And you know what? Now that I think about it, like, there potentially could be a million dollars because... Who's next for Je- Jessica? Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor or um, Clarissa, Sh- Clarissa yeah. Shields. And post-fight okay. interview, Jessica's like, well, if Amanda, I mean, no, excuse me, if Clarissa <laughs> wants to um, drop down and wait, then yeah, she can come get the smoke. Or if um, Katie Taylor, the rematch, because they had fought previously and Katie Taylor unfortunately won that one. Um, but yeah, I, I think... Uh, she's, uh, she's doing for a big payday of that, you know. Yeah, and you know what? She's being the pioneer for women's boxing, you know. Her, the likes of Katie Taylor and Clarissa Shields, those, those are great, great inspiration for women. Yeah, another big name uh, is uh, Michaela Mayer. I don't know if uh, she fights under the top rank. And, you know, women's boxing just, like... It's starting to take off yeah, now. But yeah. Better put some respect. Uh, you know, uh, credit to uh, the First Lady. You know, she, she tried her best, I guess. You know, 
Jessica handed us a retirement kick. It's an inside joke if you don't know, but if you see the interviews, then you know. Um, but yeah, like, very proud of her and very happy that she's won. Uh, oh, and she took uh, Cecilia's Ring Magazine belt apart from all the other belts that yeah, she took. Yeah, she was highly decorated. So now Jessica, Queen of Chicago, has now the WBA, w, w, WBC, IBF, WBO, and Ring Magazine titles. On, all under her belt. And you know what? It's really cool because you guys see it on screen. Like, you think the belt, oh, it looks cool. When you see it in person, man, that looks fucking beautiful. I bet, I bet. And also, um, we, uh, or you more than anyone, like you said, have, like, that experience. Like, it's it's one thing knowing of a person, but the other thing is, like, you train. Like, you li- literally see her, like, whenever you go practice, whenever you go train. So yeah, she, she helps teach, the, like, teach the classes and everything. Um, I, you love to see my bad. You love to see that from yeah, like of course, world-class yeah. athletes because they're put so high on a pedestal that you're like, oh, well, I can't approach this so-and-so. I can't do this. Or like if I talk, they're probably going to think less of me. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. But she's she, down to earth. Yeah, like, yeah. What you're saying. Down yeah, to earth. Oh, man. Giving back to the community, you know, her For time, sure. Man, For sure, like yeah. That. So shout out to her. But moving on, on to the main event, we had Chocolatito versus El Gallo Estrada. At the junior bantamweight division. What would you think of the fight, brother? Uh, bro, oh my god. Eight years in the making. Finally happened. Went the full distance. Both were highly, highly conditioned into the fight. They threw for a combined 2,500 punches. That's a new record, right? I'm pretty sure. And the commentators were like, oh yeah, their their arms are probably falling off. 2,500 punches thrown? Combined? Dude, no, that's ridiculous. Like, I can really do two minutes of just throwing one twos, one twos. Yeah, it was great great fight um you know Estrada could have worked the body a little bit more um but the the fight just surpassed expectations it's like you know you have the rematch of you know a world title fight and all that but the first fight was a classic and I'm pretty sure it's safe to say oh this one turned into an instant classic standing ovation from everyone in attendance you know applauded both fighters and that's what you love to see about boxing you hate when boxers are just like kind of playing it safe as like a casual fan you kind of want to see when you watch boxing, you want to see someone the get fireworks. knocked out. You want to see yeah. the fireworks. You want to see some some uh, some activity. Right, and both of these guys brought it. You know, Estrada started very very fast, similar to Jessica. You know, starting aggressive. You know, not letting um, Cecilia breathe. Yeah, and but you know, um, Chocolatito, being the experienced you know boxer that he is, uh, he took over midway of the fight. Um, he you know dominated the the mid the mid rounds, but you know. Oh no! Both guys were punch for punch. You threw one, I'm a throwback, you know. So and you love to see that. You yeah, love to see that. Love to see it. Um, the scorecards though were kind of um, you know, the fight could have gone either way, but the scorecards for me and you know a lot of the commentators on the zone, they're kind of skewered, right? Yeah, we had 117 to 111 for El Gallo, okay. which is definitely did not seem a 117 one uh 11 fight. That's kind of like him dominating Chocolatito, which yeah, is definitely, definitely not the case. Definitely not the case. The other one was. 115 113 and then the other one was 115 113 to grant and guy uh the wba wbc uh championship so now let me ask you this there seems to be an issue amongst all the fans people are saying that chocolatito was was robbed what do you think uh i don't well you know fight could have gone either way um this has been a uh, something going on in boxing since i can remember i don't think it's more of like you know 
how close the fight is because the fighters they do the they do the job like you said get in there get the job done get out why isn't there a lot of blame on the judges why are the judges Ooh. not why why aren't the judges everyone thought everyone knew this was a close close fight there was not no unanimous decision it was going to be split decision either way but uh you taint the fight if, if the other ju- if the other judges would have given it 115 113 then it's not a big deal but the judge gave it some 117 111 which just goes to show like bro like what fight were you watching right you know what it goes to show that there should be an education or educational system for all judges both boxing and ufc but we'll get to the ufc part in a bit um yeah like i i don't understand why like you know there's corruption in boxing and again i'll continue to say this like let the fact be known that i say i think in boxing there should be one belt one champion none of this multi-belt multi-divisional yeah. type of uh events happening like this should not be unified uh, bouts taking place should be one belt that way the best always fight the best and that's boxing's biggest problem if there was one belt you would see super fights all the time all the time yeah because they want you know to be the best whereas like now you can hold the belt be like okay well i'm a champion of this division right but they're not going to unify it. they're not going to like let me go after this you know you have the guys like canelo and all those they do want to get the championships but that's why he's pound for number one Talking uh, about pound for pound and, you know, going after people, we had David Benavides, the former WBC super middleweight champion, uh, take on Ronald Ellis, you know, stopped him in the 11th round, a TKO. Uh, you know, uh, it was expected of him. You know, Ellis, shout out to him. You know, like, we got to give more respect to these boxers. Oh, voice crack. <laughs> we got to give more respect to these boxers. They just go in, you know, because, like, they... It's a mandatory, and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's a no one, right? You're still making, you're dedicating yourself, you're still making weight, still showing up. So, like, the issue is, like, with that is, let's say, let's use Canelo's last fight as an example. That was a mandatory fight, but clearly there's levels. There was, like, a difference of levels in that. So, the, the, the criteria for mandatory should be changed because when you say mandatory, you kinda, you're kind of implying, like, this that is, this is the, the, the best person. Like, again, like, the UFC, you have interim champions, right? But the interim champion, compared to a number one contender or a.k.a. mandatory in boxing, they're two different levels. Like, right. typically, when you see an interim cha- a champion in the UFC, they now have a piece of the belt, right? And the next fight would be, would be like, something similar in level, you know? Maybe you can have, like, a fighter who is, like, maybe a little bit better. Like, that's kind of clear to see. But... At least it's still going to be competitive, you know? Yeah. But in boxing, like, you have that Canelo example. Canelo versus Ildrum. I mean, it was a a big lack. A big lack. I agree, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the general audience is going to think the same way. But, you know, it's just the way the the politics of boxing works. But, you know, David Benavides has been very vocal on social media. You know, he was quoted saying that he could beat Canelo and Jamal Charlo the same day. And he, you know, I think that's just marketing. Oh, yeah, he's trying to market himself. He's 24 years old, uh, undefeated. Um, he's been calling out, you know, the likes of Canelo, the pound for pound king, Jamal Charlo, another champion, and Caleb Plant, who is rumored to have, uh, if everything goes well with uh, Billy Joe Saunders, Canelo, he's the next in line. Um, hopefully not. I, I like, I don't hope, like, I hope he doesn't wait for that fight to happen and then he calls out Canelo because. While he's all, like, waiting and waiting on the sidelines, Canelo will keep training, like, yeah. That's why he's 
the best. Like he keeps fighting, he's proving himself, and that's why, I'm, to be honest, that's why I'm glad that he's out of Golden Boy, because Golden Boy was kind of holding oh, yeah. holding him back, and the potential that Canelo has for super fights. Oh man, like he's proving it right now, and you know what? I have a good feeling that he's gonna sign with Matchroom if anything. Yeah, hopefully, you know Eddie Hearn gets his shit done. So yeah. it's very exciting, but um, I think David Benavides is marketing marketing himself to be a good fighter. Um, but I think they should just do a Caleb. Uh, he should fight Caleb Plant or Jamal Charlo just to get that. If they really want to make those fights happen, you know, just get a title eliminated and uh, see who. Because you know Canelo is gonna have a tough opponent in Billy Joe Saunders, but it's oh. expected to to get the job done. Yeah, well, he's a favorite right now, right? Yeah, but. Once again, we had some controversy go down, some some drama go down in the UFC. What went down in the UFC? Well, you know, let's begin with a knockout. Danny Gay. Oh, freaking crazy. We were just talking about people or fans uh, wanting fireworks brought to the table. The UFC definitely brought it last night. Dude, Danny Gay just, this is all we're going to say. Basically, he ended the fight very quickly. The other guy, 15 seconds, 16 seconds, stepped in, right hand, bah, good night. Moving on, main event, Bilal Muhammad, my boy from the Chai Town. Represent, represent, we but he fought a great welterweight in Rocky, Leon, Leon Edwards. And, I mean, what's to say, like, Leon Edwards was supposed to fight Hamza Chimaev. And no, he was actually supposed to fight uh, our boy, or I, I would say my boy, he would at the beginning before COVID even hit. Oh, that's so true. That's yeah. so right. So, yeah, Leon's been out for like a solid minute, dude. The, the meme was this dude was out, what, like two years, a year and a half, just to poke people in the eye. Yeah, well, yeah. What a disappointment. Yeah, so basically, Leon Edwards, welterweight, um, to, I think, ranked number three in, in, the, in the division. Um, he Again, he was supposed to fight Hamza Chimaev. Unfortunately, that fight could not happen because the first time. Uh, Edwards got COVID, and then Hamza got COVID, then and then health complications. Yeah, and then now Hamza can't compete again for the third time because COVID had bad effects on him, mm-hmm. and now that's why Hamza is considering retirement. Whether he's retired or not, who knows? I think we just give him a little bit of time. But uh, Leon Edwards wanted to to stay active, like Danny said. Like he hasn't fought in over a year, and you know what? Like you get some ring rust, and that's mm-hmm. what you don't want. You don't want ring rust, especially in the UFC, mixed mixed martial arts. You gotta be active. Yeah, you have to be active, and it, I mean it's dangerous in all in all um, aspects of of the arts. You know, you got boxing, wrestling, jujitsu, all of that. So you don't want to really stay on the sidelines for too long. Um, but Bilal Muhammad had recently fought like two, three weeks ago, and he won. And so he said, "You know what? I'm in shape. I want to be a champion." He felt he was being disrespected for no one mentioning him. Or considering him to be a prospect to win the welterweight champion, which is a really big ass to be fair. Yeah, because like, the welterweight division is just you got the likes talent. of Kobe Covington, Tyron the Loser Woodley. <laughs> Danny looked at me weird because that's his favorite fighter. Um, yeah, Kamar Usman who's dominating oh, the division. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that division stacked, and so Bilal Muhammad wanted to be great, and unfortunately, what happened was first round I had Rocky winning. And you know what? I thought Rocky was going to win the fight regardless. But the boys had to support Mans, you know, from, from the Chicago. From, from the shy time. So, yeah. So, typically what ended up happening was um, beginning of the round, 
uh, Leon Edwards hit him with a left high kick, cut his, uh, cut the side of his head, and um, Bilal was actually stunned by that. And I thought Rocky was going to finish in the first round and get that spectacular finish that Dana was wanting for him to get a title shot. But, you know, Bilal hung in there and, you know, survived the round. But the, at the last, the last part, he got poked in the eye. And if you guys look up on Google, you guys, you're gonna you're gonna see that the eyelid was extended, yeah, like pulled he, out. He showed me an image, and I don't really <laughs> like to see like gruesome things, like broken bones or something like that, just because it like it just paints up like a like a nasty like image. image. Uh, and so I saw I he showed me the image, and I was just like, oh. And when he says it was extended, people were like, oh, it probably like. One inch. No, that that motherfucker was deep in the eye. You can see the whole eyeball. Yeah. Like, it was oh. just... And I feel so bad for him, you know? Like, especially, you know, again, like, he's from Chicago, and we want our boys from Chicago to win, you know, represent. Um, but he started crying, and and I saw it live, so I'm thinking, man, like, Leon literally poked his eye out. I thought there was going to be a hole in his eyeball. Yeah. I'm like, bro, there goes his whole career. Like, how's he going to make a living now? Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and... I, I think he's just gutted. I think the the most reasonable thing if um if Block can ha- can make it happen is to run that fight back again just out of respect, and this this nonsense of of uh Leon saying you know what I think the more the most uh what's it called the the more likely thing to happen should be him fighting for a title. But Which how is, can yeah, you how can you ask for a title when you don't win the title? You get no decision. Um. And you don't want to fight Kamar Usman? Like, you already fought him once when they were when Kamar was not champion yet. Uh, he lost that fight. But, yeah, I don't think he, he deserves a title shot. If anything, Kobe should fight Kamaru again. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean... Well, going, basing off, like, the decision, there was an uproar from the UFC community saying, one, um, that should have not been a no contest. That should have been a disqualification because I'm pretty sure he poked him twice. In the oh end. yeah, you know what? Yeah, Herb Dean did did. Uh, so and Her- Herb Dean is a you know phenomenal ref. I think he I think he's probably the gold standard of refing for the UFC right yeah, now. Yeah, and so it should have been it should have been a ruled as a disqualification for. Leon you think Edwards. so? You really think so? Mm, no, I think it happens. You know, another uh, complaint was this is why the UFC should be changing their gloves the way their gloves are or. Just don't go in there poking, and it, you can't, you can't like not m- make it happen because you know it, it happens. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Right. It's just I, I don't know. It's just it's unfortunate. The thing with the the gloves, um, for all you casuals, um, he, so Justin Gaethje's coach and Kamar Usman's coach now, uh, Trevor Whitman makes makes equipment for MMA, and he has these amazing gloves that like protect the fighters. Um, the knuckles and and prevents eye pokes and he's gone to Dana, and Dana has actually said, "Yeah, I like these gloves. Like I would want these gloves in the UFC." But Dana wants to make it UFC's gloves and like only for the UFC. Like he doesn't want to share like the like the gloves with like Bellator one like one championship. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm like, why would you not want to protect all fighters? You know, because. You don't know if you, you have a fight from Bellator or from One or from Invicta come over to the UFC and, and fight for your promotion. But, you know, whatever. Like, Trevor Whitman wants to keep all, like, the, all, the all properties to himself. So, it's just an issue of ego, I think, with business, Dana. It's a business. Yeah, thing, so, so uh, the, the solution is there. It's just that... A matter of the, getting over that hump. Yeah, the, the UFC just doesn't want to get it. Yeah. And 
Yeah, so, but it's unfortunate, you know, for for Bilal because you know we saw his last performance, and it's just like unfortunate. You definitely don't want to go out that way. Um, the welterweight uh, division. crying too. I feel bad. The welterweight division has a lot of opportunities everywhere, so we'll see. Uh, the UFC definitely has done a great job, though. Definitely. Um, hasn't been as problematic slash controversial as boxing. Yeah, the only thing they need to do is work on paying the fighters more. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that, hopefully Venom, the new sponsorship with them, um, they're going to pay. Rack up. Yeah, so um, Reebok is, yeah, it's Reebok, right? Reebok was the former. Yeah, well, they still, they still are. I they think, still are until, I think, April? I think I think for brighter takeoffs by like UFC 260, um, then Venom will come in. But um, hopefully, hopefully those sponsorships... Uh, pay them fighters more but again guys just realize like mma is still like a toddler in sports yeah. like you guys have big names like connery you have big names like jorge masvidal Kamal israel adesanya like yeah they're they're famous and they're cool but that's but, not like, everyone yeah so basically like yeah they're toddler. basically guys the ufc or mma is like football with leather le- leather hem- helmets. helmets yeah it's not to that safety or well, let's say not as upgraded as the other sports. Right. Because so, the other sports obviously have years and in years. The yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, slowly but surely, you know, the, the problem hopefully will get rid of because these oh, guys surely. are being paid 25000 Like, prelims, twenty five grand to fight. And that's for some fighters. And I think that's either just to show up or that's plus winning. Yeah. And it depends on the contract, really. Um, you said sponsorships. You know, I think that's really going to help. Um, a lot of people are uh, saying, you know, the UFC used to have, like, sponsorships on their shorts. Um, they're saying bring that back. But like you said, hopefully the Venom deal kicks in with a lot of, you know, boost. Uh, I, w- I would like to see for the, like, for fighters just to, like, have their own sponsorships and, like, of their choice be put on, like, their shorts or, like, they don't, yeah, like they don't have to have, like, like, UFC. Like, I mean, yes, have UFC shorts, but it doesn't have to be, like, the same or, like, limited to oh, the so UFC's like, design. So, like, customize, like, the boxing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, we saw um, last week as well Dana talking about the whole Monster deal. And Monster actually came with a bigger offer than what Dana was looking for. So, you know, they're looking now for the fighters. You know, hopefully... They, still at the level, though, right? You yeah, know, the still, level? yeah, of course, with the Jorge Masvidal, you know, restructuring his contract, getting him to get paid more. But yeah, And there's also that... Um, that uh, unfortunate uh, dispute with some of the MMA fighters, the UFC fighters with Monster, because there's this one guy, I won't say his name, um, he he just wants the fighters to take pictures with him, comment on his post, like his post, share his post, just for clout, and if he, if the fighters don't do that, then it's going to affect their sponsorships, and right. that's why you see people like Izzy and Dominic Cruz call out this certain guy out, and that I think that's kind of stupid, and that, that guy is not sponsoring the fighters himself. It's Monster. So, the fighters are... I'm with the fighters. Like, definitely, like, you don't have to like them. But, I mean... You just, only they know, like, the more detailed... Of course. And you can't, like... You, you can't, like, mess it up for the other... For the other guys. Because, like... Yeah, you might have... A, you might have made already a name for yourself in the UFC. But these other guys who are literally... Once that Monster deal kicked in... Once the, Dana was like, oh, yeah, we're we going to pay you, like... 50 grand every time you, you know, shout out Monster. Like, those guys are like, oh, 
Like, damn, 50 grand. Every time I say monster, cool. But this guy's messing it up for you. Like, don't do not do that. Don't mess it up for the rest yeah, of Yeah, that, that guy, dickhead. But anyways, moving um, on. Moving on to someone you you would say is a dickhead. Um, Dana, and here we go again. Dana, Uncle Dana, uh, called out and, you know, on the, on the Mike Tyson podcast, said that he's, you know, put a, he's going to put a million dollars on Ben Askren to be Jake Paul. Oh, you're a best friend? Nah, you're, bro, you're just saying... You're part of, like, the fan club. Jake Paul <laughs> fan club. Um, I also saw, you know, a few orders being put in at theproblemchild.com, I think I saw. Oh, on my phone? No. Oh, no, you no, must no. be tweaking. No, no, yeah, I saw it. Like, it was quick pay, you know, that. So you were... Oh, like, no, then that's major cap. Oh. Uh, well, anyways, uh, Uncle Dana said that he's going to put a million dollars on Ben Askren to, to beat Jake Paul. Um, Hopefully that fucking happens, man. I'm no- sorry. I don't like to curse on the podcast, but... Fuck this kid. Uh, Snoop Dogg came out and um, defended, defended him. Jake like, what are you doing? Said, what are oh, you and, doing? And before even Snoop Dogg got involved, Jake obviously saw it. Oh, got his uh, attention. He said, double that shit up. So, we'll see April 17th. Million, make it two million. But another thing, which I love, it's a hate and love relationship with social media. Social media can be like a toxic place, but also can like bring up like good, great points. They were like, oh, why is Dana now backing Ben Askren since when he was under his promotion? The dude never even backed him up whenever he fought. Uh, I think, like, just for, like, when he when he first signed Ben Askren from Bellator, he was like, yeah, like, he's good. But, like, he had to hype him up because, you know, he was a new a new signee right. for the UFC. So, yeah, I yeah, they've never been on good terms. terms. I mean, until recently, I guess. Because Dana had to unblock Ben Askren to make it look good. <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll see go down. We'll see if they put their their money where their mouth is. Um, I think I think more than anything... Actually, you know what? I think they, they will do that. Because I was watching a... Uh, Steve will do it. I don't know if you know who yes, it is. Uh-huh. Uh, the dude loves to gamble. Dana loves to gamble. So, I, you know, he's a gambling man. I think I think that bet will be made... Um, how about this? Who do you think is gonna win? I think, uh, I think it definitely lasts longer. I know I said like in the first episode it'll be like the second round. Now like folk like breaking it down and like the more and more stuff we get. We're not gonna break this down, but just who do you think is gonna? Oh, I think Jake Paul's gonna win. I'm willing to bet you twenty dollars live on the Gentleman's Hour podcast right now. Um, twenty dollars. We uh, we'll say this. Well, twenty dollars. Well, it can be either twenty dollars of cash or twenty dollars or something of value. Okay, fair. Fair enough. Oh, actually, no. No, 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 no. I don't like when you're like. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? No, no, no it's twenty dollars of value. <laughs> okay. It's actually maybe less. I want you to pay me or buy me a Blaze Pizza. When Ben Askren wins. Okay. And if I lose, what do you want? Mm, I'll think about it. No, no, no! Right now on the podcast, <sighs> I, you know what? We'll we'll pay for we'll pay for the pizza. We'll watch the fight. We'll pay for each other's food. How about that? Okay. Okay. What? How yeah. does that work? So like, if I lose, I'll pay for your pizza. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. Like, we'll, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, All right we're shaking we're, on we're it. We're shaking, shaking on it. Um, uh, I think it'll be a great fight. Uh, that will go down on April seventeenth. Bro, I'm just ready for you to pay me my goddamn pizza. See the bitch boy get knocked out. 
and then we move on. Says says the fanboy. His okay, no, no, no. I know what. No, I look. Jake Paul's getting knocked out. I don't care what anybody says. I'm gonna bet two milli with with Uncle Dana. That's it. Allow it, dude. Allow it. You're gonna go against your your favorite fighter. Yes, bro. Yes. If you want to play like this, yes. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, KSI just released his new single, Patience, featuring Youngblood and Polo G. Uh, it's received a lot of mixed uh, feedback, just as his other song. You know, as we, always. We played it, uh, or I played it for you. What did you think of his last two songs? Uh, I think they're pretty good, like, for a YouTuber. Sorry, KSI, you hear this. Uh, nah, I'm just kidding. Like, I no, think, he's I not think, kidding. I am kidding. Um, I think he's been improving like a lot ever since his Lamborghini song. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna go too much into it. I think it was a pretty good song, and I think you guys should check it out. Yeah, for sure. Oh, but moving on to some bigger news. I know you guys. We've been breaking down Wandavision. Now we got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out next Friday, I believe. Next Friday, next week. It's rumored to be six episodes. All right, it's confirmed to be six episodes, but it's rumored to be an hour long. The first episode. And to be titled "Rest in Peace, Cap." What are your initial thoughts? Um, 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 um I'm excited, to say the least. One division was fun. Um, you had that retro, um, sitcom Vibe. themes, you know, yeah. and now like with this new uh, inclusion into the MCU TV show, um, it's gonna be finally some action sequences like. The continued, like the continued, like storyline of the MCU. Yeah, it takes place uh, after Endgame, so. I mean, I would assume so, buddy. No, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it take like immediately after Endgame, so you know, usually there's a time piece from here and there. So technically, would th- this is like before One Division, because that, that was like two weeks after Endgame, no? Yeah, because. Or it's like during the same time, no? I'm sure. I'm sure it'll it'll bleed into like the same but, timeline. Like you mentioned, uh, action-packed. Hopefully, it is an hour. You know, we we got robbed uh, of that. Um, and I think, unfortunately, that was due to COVID when yeah. they were filming. So, um, definitely excited for that. You know, what do you think of like rest in peace, Cap? Do you think they'll have anything? Ah, uh, so um, as you guys know, I'm a big Captain America fan. So, man's not dead. I don't care what anybody says. Anyone in Marvel, they're not dead. Hence, hence the Vision. Um, no, no, he's alive now. Oh well, yeah, he's alive. He just needs to reboot. Reboot. Uh, <laughs> Cue Windows music. Um, um, go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, so I think um, Anthony Mackie and S- Sebastian Stan. I think. Yeah, that's his name. Um, I think they're gonna make a cool like dynamic duo type mm-hmm. of thing, like a hate love relationship, kind of like me and you. Ah, fuck the shirt. Ah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I think I think it'll be fun. Um. A lot. Banter, as we like to, to say, yeah. And uh, also, um, what's her name? Ah, her real name. I don't know what her real name is. But uh, Sharon Carter, right? That's her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agent, Agent, Agent 13. Agent 13. Not 47. Got. Nah, you said 47. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, she's also going to be included. Uh, what do you think of, like, character past or previous characters having now a major role? Because last time we saw Baron Zemo, he was in Civil War, and then from there, didn't yeah. get a mention from him. So you're talking about, like, past uh, characters that we've seen in the MCU? MCU. And now having, like, oh, another... It's like Darcy and, and, like, Jimmy Woo, like, yeah, people yeah, like that. Because yeah. oh. Jimmy Woo, uh, or, and Darcy even, like, minor role 
to uh, Jane's character in Thor. Now she was like a huge part on WandaVision. Like, what are your thoughts on like? Yeah, so she went from sidekick to like a little bit of a bigger role. Um, I think I'm. I'm I mean, I'm excited for this. Um, it would be kind of weird to see uh, Shannon be like a love interest for either one of them because you know yeah. that's kind of Cap's new girl. But you know, whatever. Not anymore. Um, Can't be unless you know. I wonder if you told her about it. Um, anyways, we digress. Uh, I think it'll be fun. I think it's cool that um, that new char- the old characters are coming back because the MCU kind of needs new heroes to like keep keep like the franchise alive or mm-hmm. like new and fresh for new viewers. Except for Miss Marvel. Oh. oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm. I need a new new show. I need yeah. new, I need Marvel content all the time. It's oh, and also we're gonna have Marvel content for the rest of the year. The no all the way up to Spidey three, even up like Spider-Man. past past Spider Man three. So def- definitely, um, isn't that the last film of the year? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, we had another Batman film finished up uh, wrapping. It's expected to hit theaters March fourth, twenty twenty two. Ah, it's all the way till next. Year. Well, you can thank your good old COVID for that. So, man, I think they did they film um parts of it in Chicago. They did. Oh okay. Well, so, I didn't. I think they do that for all the Batman movies, right? Since I can, re- since I can remember, like the most recent ones. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they're also developing a. So they're saying it's Gotham stylist, like the the TV show. Oh, um, that's gonna be good. So, uh, but th- they're gonna be, they're gonna focus on uh, on the GCPD, which is the Gotham C- City Police Department. That would be straight for um, HBO. It's like more of like a detective side of Batman that we don't really see Yo, right? bro um, gas bro this is definitely you know they're gonna hit it spot on hopefully for a rated R uh, and the t- TV show uh, since it's been in development not a lot of stuff is going on right now it'll be taking place like a year before the Batman like the, the film because this is year two Batman so the TV show will take place year one I, I don't think we'll see Robert Pattinson if we see Robert Pattinson HBO is just throwing out a boatload of cash but if we see him that'll be pretty pretty cool on the TV show. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and also... Shout out Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Nah, bro. You gotta put respect... Bro, oh my god. He, he was in The Lighthouse, which was a phenomenal film. Then he was in Tenet. Uh, you know, you Trash have, movie. But his, What do you think of... Trash his, movie. Oh, his performance, though. Per, trash. Performance. But his trash. Performance? Trash. <laughs> trash. Tenet was trash. Everyone that cast was trash. They didn't even know what they were talking about, but whatever. But it was, uh, yeah, he's definitely moving up gaining respect in the film industry also we had um the minions move all the way to 2022 tell the little yellow the yellow banana freaks <laughs> uh they moved to 2022 a quiet place part two oh Sorry, see starting. that's i'm i'm em- pumped for that one emily blunt got actually moved up from september 17th to may 28th oh wait oh this year yeah so like Ooh, let's go. a summer film that's a lot it's you know Oh, damn. It's well, big. it's almost something. It's okay. You're, you've had a long day. Uh, Fast 9 moved to June 25th. What was it originally? So was it be like earlier? Or did they push it back? That's a good question. <laughs> I just noticed it got moved, got moved to June 25th. But, but Venom 2 is also June 25th. I'd rather see Venom 2 than but here's Fast. The, here's the thing. Fast bullshit. Here's the thing. Every Fast and Furious movie has made a billion dollars. Yeah, because everything gets... I don't know. I, I'd rather see another Hodge and Shaw 2. But 
movie studios no 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 you know stuff behind the scenes. So there's, there's rumored that Venom two will get pushed back in order to avoid competition with Fast Nine. So Venom is Venom two is coming out this year. Hopefully, isn't Morbius supposed to come before Venom technically? Well, originally it was slated to be released before uh, Venom, but with COVID and stuff. I wonder how they're gonna do that. Like maybe they don't tie in that that much into each other. No, they have to. They, no, they they, they, it, yeah. they will, but I don't think it'll be like such like 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 it won't matter. Yeah, it might be like oh, because the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out before WandaVision. Oh. And and then when people move when they move dates we're like oh well, oh so you're saying out. like maybe there's not that big of a correlation exactly. maybe it might be like a post credit type of thing yeah uh, and also Avatar uh, my surprise Avengers Endgame with the re release in China they snapped them away Endgame is sitting our Avatar is sitting at two point uh, seventy eight billion dollars and Endgame is sitting at seven or two point seven. Re-release it. Re-release it. I think they're just gonna be re-releasing films like here and here, here, here. No, no, we need that back. Why well, need that back? Why well, it was a mess. Of Except I, don't uh, know. I have I've watched Avatar a couple of times. I don't understand. Maybe because it was released so like back then. But and I don't the graphics and everything. I don't understand. Like, well, it was an original plot. Like, like I can't think of a, another movie that kind of had the same plot. You know. Yeah, and I'm not shitting on Avatar, but I'm like I am. How they're gonna make three or four more movies like twenty years later, dude? And like that shit is crazy. But I don't, I don't understand like the big ass hype there was, or how was it so massive? I think it's cool. I think, I think the reason the hype was behind it was just because of the graphics back then. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, back then, like it was like a long time ago. But no, I and, again, like the plot. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think it should be fun, fun movie. I think uh, uh, Avatar 2 is scheduled to come out 2022 soon. I feel like the only person who doesn't really care about like the box office is Zoe Saldano because she was in both films. So like, yeah. ah, whatever. Another Super, number one film? Okay, whatever. Yeah. Making hits, making hits. And now for the main event that everyone has been asking for. This is actually a popular segment now. Um, let me ask you this, Danny. This week. Go ahead. What's the difference between... Single men being used mm-hmm. in a relationship that they're trying to attain and or courting a woman. Big words, big words. Um, I think you can tell like, right away when you're... Like, you can tell the difference. And by that, I mean, like, like the genuine reaction of, like, the other person. So when you, you know... The very first few times, like it's acceptable, but once you like start doing, it, you start doing it. But like, what, what few times though? That's that's my question. What few times? Wait, what do you mean? You said the first few times are. Well, acceptable. like, like if you like, if you're serious about like getting in a relationship, yeah, you might like, um, I don't know, like buy a teddy bear or or pay for the first date or stuff like that. So like, that's kind of like the wing part, right? Right, and like you can tell when the girls like, oh no, like. You shouldn't have, or like I'll I'll do fifty fifty, or when you buy her gifts, you can tell like when they receive it, you like, for me at least like you can tell like oh like she was being greedy like she's not now she's just being greedy or like she genuinely like oh no one has ever like bought me a gift or no one like has these small special nice details with like me like no one has ever done that, so I think like you can tell right away, um, when you're being used it's just like when like they constantly they don't show that same emotion. 
know. Oh, so they're like less resistant to receiving, right? Right. They're like, oh, well, thank you, or like they just give you a hug, like oh. Or maybe they just have you under a contact saying free food. Or Emmanuel Rodriguez. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just bullshitting. But yeah, you can you can tell right away. And then um, it happened to me uh, a couple. I don't know. It was like a long time ago. Um, they 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 told me like oh like listen like I appreciate the gift I just don't like I feel they were like oh I feel like if I receive it I feel like greedy I feel like you shouldn't like be doing this like for me so I think like it's genuinely like a good thing for the other party or the other person to be like like listen I like I appreciate all the gifts like if they don't want any more gifts they can be like I appreciate like all the gifts but you know you don't I, have to you don't have to or they're like listen I appreciate the gift I don't want to make it to, I don't want to make it seem like I'm greedy like every time you bring me something oh like like oh yeah give me this give me that give me that you know so I think it's a good way of like from if the other person speaks up that's that helps you obviously but how about you how did how, how do you think you know you can tell the difference um I think one of the most important things for for young men and anyone really who's still single is just knowing your worth. And I'll keep saying this forever. Like you have to be in the right space of mind, and once you're in that space, I guess you'll know when a girl's using you. So, like for example, let's say you're buying a girl like a hundred dollar gifts, two hundred dollar gifts, maybe three hundred dollar gifts, and the girl's taking it like you said, you know, like not like really like resisting to it. Mm-hmm. And, like, she'll keep coming towards you. And, like, she'll change her, her vibes, right, with you when you don't buy yourself. Or, like, let's say, oh, I want this, babe, quote, unquote. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know what, not this time. And she gets mad. Like, those are the type of girls you don't want to, like, be around. Like, I agree. Those are, like, what we like to call low-value women. <laughs> no, like, we want high-value women, man. Right. All right, guys? Like, don't don't go for those women. Like, that, that's really just going to waste your time. Like, right now, I think... uh. The way you should be courting a woman or wooing a girl is just like not with objects. Like yeah. you, like and don't be a nice guy. Like too too much of a nice guy because nice guys don't always win. Like as I said last week, you have to like give some resistance because if you play your hand from the beginning, you kind of lose your power. You right. kind of give the power to the girl and men. I mean, come on. You don't. We don't want that to happen. Right, right. You don't want to be waiting on a girl to like make the first move. Like no, like. A big example I can give. When a girl says, oh, like, where do you want to eat? The worst thing a guy can say, especially especially when you're, like, trying to get a girl, is saying, oh, no, what do you want to do? Like, no, like, women like men Farm who, answers, like who, who know what they want, who are good. objective, like, they know what they want. And go-getters, basically, right? So, let's say, oh, what do you want, Danny? What do you want to eat? Um, oh, no, let me, uh, you could choose. And then you guys have this the it's stereotypical it, it, 10 15 minute yeah. oh no you choose you, you choose you put no. yourself in like a weird position and also you know you brought up a good point like yeah it's nice you know to give you know you don't want to give them a, something from a dollar store of course but also you don't want to like go all out because especially if you're single and you're, that's yeah especially if you're single like i feel like just you're not there yet right you guys aren't an item yet like wait or put that for like the future, you know, because you don't. You could buy like a five hundred dollar like necklace or earring, and like nothing like happened between you guys. You know what I'm saying? Or you didn't achieve what you wanted. Right. You guys are not like an item, like you said. Yeah. So I think you know, like relaxing on like the gifts. Like yeah, be like, nice. Chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice. Like ideally, guys, I would say, in my opinion, my experience, 
if you're gonna like splash on like like on gifts for for your girl that you're trying like this has to be for a girl that you genuinely like right, right. like you want to like be with can't be for a girl that you're just like hoeing around with like okay like if you're gonna hook up hook up i guess and you know teach their own but don't be buying them big ass gifts so that you can smash you know like first of all that's a waste of time and money that money you, you, that's not what you want like ideally if you're gonna spend a lot of money on a girl i would say if you're like when you're gonna ask her out you want a girl to like remember how you ask her out right, right. make it something like cool make something special something original if it's Still possible now. Yeah, like nowadays, I was you know? gonna say that too. Like nowadays, I think everybody just lo- just doesn't do that anymore, which is which sucks because, like you, you're saying, you want that reaction, you want that raw emotion, you know. So like a personal example is like, and I don't know <laughs> if she's gonna hear this podcast. Back at it with the experiences. So like um something like the coolest thing I feel like I've ever done for a girl was. I bought this six-foot teddy bear, and Danny here, he knows, because he helped me set it up and, like, find, like, locations. So, like, I bought a six-foot teddy bear. I wrote a letter um, for each, like, letter of her name, and I, like, scattered it around the park, and that was my, my idea on, like, my day. I was like, oh, I'm going to ask this girl out this day. And this was before I had, like, a mindset of, like, like when I was, like, confident and, like, I knew what I was going to do in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I had... Um, the same day, like, two hours before she was supposed to come to the park, I put the letter all over the park, so it was going to be, like, a search and find. Mm-hmm. And then once, like, the last letter, once she found the last letter, uh, I was going to give her the last, last hint of, like, where her, like, surprise gift was. And I put it in, like, a home plate because there's, like, a baseball field behind the park. And so, yeah, so I put it there. And so we found the bear, but then... Sure, uh, long story short I pussied out and <laughs> I didn't ask her out but I had I had it all the way up there until I dropped it cause you know like I said I pussied out yeah I, but like things like that guys that's like you need to be like um, bold brave and like know when you're gonna ask a girl out and what type of gifts are appropriate for yeah, each and, and, meeting I and I could like I, I think I could speak for everyone who doesn't like to receive gifts you know yeah especially yeah. when like it comes from a good good right, place and also, for like the guys or even you know girls listening, because I know I know there's a lot of girls who like buy like hella shit for guys and then oh like those like gift boxes yeah, and stuff that's cool. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's just because you were saying like you were writing letters, you teddy bears and all that. And, you know, I I wrote. I don't like to this day. I don't know any, like, and a lot of people are like, oh, you fucking wrote letters, you fucking loser, whatever, whatever, right? And <laughs> I know a lot of people you know don't do that anymore. I wrote like letters and I started like a letter, you know. I haven't given to someone, but and it, it, it like now that you think of it, now that like you've obviously you're older, you have a different mentality. Oh my god, with the voice cracks, a different mentality. It's okay, man, you're growing up. Man. <laughs> uh, a different mentality, you know. And when I was like, when I would, the last or the letter I'm, you know, talking about, you know, I was like, obviously, you know, I, I had a different mentality. But you, with every year and every moment. You, you, you grow get, wiser, you, you grow yeah, more mature. Different, you know, when you surround yourself with different people as well who's had those past experiences, you know, you're like, why the hell did I even, like, think? Or why did I put so much effort? Because a letter is, isn't, like, worth any. Like, it doesn't have... You don't buy a letter. You write it, right? Right. But you put so much effort into it, you're like, why did I even, like... That's write? why it's important to know, guys, that when you do something like that, it's for someone that you genuinely like. Like, someone that you, you can envision yourself dating. Excuse me. And, um... You don't want to do that for someone that you're not serious about. Yeah, or, don't, it doesn't, or doesn't put the same effort. Doesn't exactly. Match your energy. Perfect. And if 
Uh, you got it. You nailed it. Yeah. So yeah, like guys, like just go for high high value women, but we'll cover that in the weeks to follow. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely, you know, gassed about you know the segment. So. So one more thing, Danny. Let me uh, ask you this: Why are guys mean to girls? I think it's more like. I know it's gonna sound bad, but it's like more of our. It's a natural thing, you know. I as humans, we've been quote unquote like programmed to act and like reciprocate a certain way. So I feel like I don't know. I just guys like whenever because this being mean can come from different you know emotions. You can either like you're mean because you don't want to open up, or you like you've never felt you know some intimacy or these emotions before. right or you can be mean just because you're a dickhead you're just, <laughs> you're just mean you don't like you don't like having other people <clears throat> invest so much in you so i think guys is just we think different everyone thinks different differently obviously but i think it's just like a natural emotion that we reciprocate as guys yeah um i feel like some some guys not all guys because some guys are pussies and <laughs> But this is the reason why we talk about this. Like, I feel like some guys are naturally mean, like you say, um, because when, let's say, you you, you have your guy friends, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of horse around with them, right? And you feel like the way you're going to court so-and-so is by being mean to them or horsing around with them. And sometimes that works, but it depends on the girl's character, right? Like, if they're awkward and shy, you don't really want to, like, be mean to them because sometimes those type of girls have so um, low self-esteem, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So you kind of want to, like, like be a little bit like have a little bit of banter but like chill you know of course um but with other girls like who like to banter then you can be sort of a little bit more aggressive and be careful with how aggressive guys <laughs> especially today in <laughs> especially, especially today um but yeah like i think it's like something like um machismo still exists of course yeah i definitely agree and yeah like we just have to be be careful with how be mindful and you know just try to figure out the person like i don't like there's a word for it like just feel you, feel, feel the person out. yeah so like when you when you see someone that you actually like like and you can feel like the click then all that comes naturally when you're being mean like the girls will know you're not being really mean you're like flirting you know yeah of course yeah definitely and fellas that concludes enter the mind but before we leave i just want to leave you guys with one last piece of information Guys and girls, if you guys ever fail, never give up because fail means first attempt at learning. The end is not the end. It only means effort never dies. And especially if you ever get a no, it only means next opportunity. So everyone, let's be positive. Stay strong. And this has been the Gentleman's Hour podcast. These are the boys, Emmanuel and Danny, signing off. Thank you guys for tuning in. Your feedback is always truly appreciated. Hasta luego.